Hello and welcome to the show. Chris, can you keep an eye on chat, please? I'll have a go. Thank you very much. This is Hearty Dice Friends. This is a special episode of Hearty Dice Friends, which we're, we're recording live. Because it's Hearty Dice Con. Well, Hearty Dice Easter Con 2021 continued to remain indoors. <laughs> this time last year, we had a, I'm going to say a difficult Easter. It was troublesome. Given, yeah, it was the first It was the first wave of the pandemic for us. Oh, almost makes you feel nostalgic. <laughs> Risk deep in an apocalypse. And now we are solidly into, I believe, the oh, third wave? 18th. Yeah, a continual sort of... Fourth trimester. Wobble of virus, which has been going through. And it's been... So basically, we've been in lockdown or something equivalent for a year. And we thought, to celebrate that, we'd do exactly <laughs> the same thing again and do another convention uh, on the Hearty Dice Friends Discord. And one thing we didn't do last year, because we were well, probably because we were too sad, was to uh, was to record a live show. Also, because it's a bad idea. Generally speaking, yes. But we are thirsty for content, and also contractually obligated to record a show this week. So you figured, <laughs> why not throw a single stone at two birds? <laughs> well, we have done we have done actual live shows before, and they have been what? very odd. They that was not a good noise they produced. We have well, I think it's like episode. Something like episode 27 was recorded live at Nine Worlds. Mm. I do a lot of talking to Kieran Gillen and you can't hear him. Yes, it's it's like you're making him up. <laughs> Honestly, it's like you're pretending that he's there. As far as anyone's aware, there's no Kieran Gillen. He was really there. And if, if you go back and listen to the tapes, it sounds a lot like him. But... We're here. We're recording a show. We're gonna do. It, we're gonna do it live for you to watch. Uh, if you have any comments, I won't be watching chat. Chris will. Uh, please limit them to things like "I can't hear you" or "You're really good at this." That sort of thing. Okay. <laughs> I love you. You've got a beautiful nose. I love you. Here's here's some money for you to pick up in town. That sort of thing. You know, it's fine. I'm not going into town. I'd go. Find how much money. Yeah. So we have a Kickstarter on at the moment. We do. We do. It is for a source book for Spire, a popular role-playing game. Called uh, the source book's called Sin, and it's about crime, order, and religion. And we've got a bunch of really cool people to write it. We've got some new classes in there. We've got some uh, three adventures. We've got loads of art. Basically, if you, if you search Sin RPG Spire game on Kickstarter, you might find it. The question mark is vital. I don't know how to put links in chat, and I'm not about to learn. <laughs> If you type exclamation mark sin, nothing will happen. <laughs> Claim your free copy now. Mm. That's not true. But um, we thought it would be fun to try and try and develop the ultimate Kickstarter game. Because, yeah, we're doing all right. We broke, we, we broke 50 grand. We have a tremendous community behind us. We have a lot of people who are really keen to see more Spire, which is really wonderful. Uh, and we have a really solid product as well. We, we've got a load of really cool writers in. But we thought... That's for chumps. We're going to try and develop today the ultimate Kickstarter release. Bait. As it were. Bait. Yeah. So, oh, also, if you haven't listened to this before, because I put this out on, on Twitter and maybe you're still tuned in for some reason, this is Hearty Dose Friends. This is a podcast where Chris, that's Chris Taylor, 
Uh, we design a game uh, live on air every week, except normally it isn't actually live on air, but this time it's it is. It's recorded on air. Yeah, it was recorded. And we, in our day jobs, we make games as well. But that's kind of the boring, long-winded part of it. <laughs> the effort-based effort part. Yeah, spelling. And you can't just go, oh, we'll sort that out later. Apparently, I'm going to say 90% of my job is ah, later. But what we're going to do today is just the fun bit. So we're going to do the first 10% of game design live on air for you to design a game, which we will then probably not develop, unless it's really good on Kickstarter. Yeah, we can afford to do <laughs> Chris... What to you seems like the best possible thing to put in a Kickstarter? How are we going to get some of that sweet dollar? So the key to Kickstarters for me is 90% of them are massively over-designed. Yes. Like if you look outside of the role-playing space, you get belts. Mm. And they've done years of research into belts. And I don't know about you, but the belt has always worked. Well, you say that because you're a Luddite. Uh, exactly. I don't understand these things. You keep your trousers up with a bit of string. I, I, don't, have, I don't have a wallet that's three millimetres thick and blocks all known transmissions. <laughs> like, we need something that is incredibly over-designed. Right. It's got to be a role-playing game, though, right? Yeah, it's got to be a role-playing game. A game. A game of some kind. Yeah, it's a tabletop physical game. Mm-hmm. Not a video game. I'm watching you. Overdesigned is good. The other thing I would like to put forward is your frost graves. Yeah, what's the one they did afterwards? Gloom grave, beast grave. You, you talking about Warhammer Underworlds? No. Or frost grave, the, the the miniatures game, or are you in fact mentioning Gloomhaven? Yes, that third thing. Okay, it's Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven. What I'm talking about is very heavy boxes of models. Very heavy. Very big. People will just. People will load their money into a catapult and fire it directly into their computers, rather than not, rather than miss out on the chance to own four hundred models. So I got a Kickstarter fairly recently, last six months or so, uh, for a board game called Etherfields. Etherfields. It's all about diving into a dream, and it has like nine hundred pieces of cardboard in it. Mm. And the box weighed 14 kilograms. Wow. Where did that come from? Poland? Okay. Somewhere like that. But obviously, I had to pay the duties on it. Mm -hmm. And it was a nightmare. But the point is, getting a box that is bigger than your torso, whatever is inside it, is fantastic. So I think one of the key things here... (gasps) A slightly larger torso! Exactly. One of the key things here is that we need to make sure that the box is very large. Absolutely massive. And I don't, I don't mean like in a sort of Monty Cook mysterious cube way. No, like the, the cube, to, to give it some credit, is dense. Mm. There's not a lot of wasted space. Putting that bastard back in the box is a nightmare. Mm. What I'm after is one of those like, one of those old like Sierra um, big, big PC games. Mm, yeah, the old Sierra the boxes. I love them. Where you had maybe like a single floppy disk and then the game came in a, in a cardboard box eight times the size. Right, boss. Ah, there we are. Beneath a steel sky. This yes. For our, for our viewers, Chris is showing off beneath a steel sky. I was thinking even bigger than that, and, and even that less is, solid. That looking. is a Sierra. So is a Sierra box. Hmm. Put this down. It's useless. So models overdesigned. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what else do people love on Kickstarter? What is the what's the real sort of what's the bait? So the key here is the unique pitch. Right, 
but it needs to be a unique pitch. No, no, a unique pitch that has absolutely been done before. You've just got to sell it like it's the first time you've ever heard of it. Okay, yes. Again, yes. going back to Etherfields, it's a board game where you, you go into dreams and you do dream stuff. Oh, it's, it's, it's basically it's okay. Alice in Wonderland, but spooky. Oh, okay. If only someone had done that before. Yeah. <laughs> American McGee is livid. On the subject of Alice in Wonderland, we need a popular brand to tie it to. Mm. Otherwise, no one's going to give a shit. Speaking as a man who runs two Kickstarters a year, pretty much the wider the wider community doesn't care. And it's got a Conan, it's got a Borderland mm -hmm. on it. Maybe it's got a well, it's got Alice in Wonderland. So what's the what's the IP that no one's really farmed yet? Airwolf. <laughs> it's just all of that era of television. Airwolf, Knight Rider, whatever Jag was. Why <laughs> <laughs> did I miss Airwolf? What was it? Was about helicopter, right? It was about yeah. Airwolf was, I believe, the the call sign of the helicopter pilot. Right, okay, so there was a pirate and stuff. It wasn't like Knight Rider where... No, it wasn't... Because Knight Rider was basically about the car and, and it, yeah. the weird sexual relationship it had with David Hasselhoff. Yeah, the tenth sexual will-they-won't know. Yeah, well, they regularly yeah. do. Um, yeah. But I think Airwolf is more about the maverick helicopter pilot. Mm. <sighs> is it too niche? It is a bit. What if we got, what if we got a Disney license? See, I was thinking that. I'm thinking here, Mickey Mouse... You go for the top, right? Because obviously... <laughs> you come at the king. Exactly. You absolutely have to miss in this case, otherwise there's legal problems. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we, we've got the license. That's fine. We're fine. Nobody has ever done anything interesting with Mickey Mouse Kingdom Hearts. I would say I would say a solid 20% of every Kingdom Hearts game added together is exciting. Yes. Because for 20% of those games, you fly the gummy ship around and shoot things, and that bit was great. <laughs> And the rest of it, you're trying to find another bit with the gummy ship in it so you can have fun. Absolutely. Terrible idea. Are we are we going to reinvent Mickey Mouse for a new sort of edgy audience? Oh, absolutely. The, we need grime. Mm -mm -mm -mm. American McGee's Alice in Wonderland style, mm -hmm. but it's Mickey Mouse. Right. It's the gritty, it's the gritty Mickey Mouse reboot. So the twist on Alice in Wonderland and American McGee was that she was... You're dangerously insane. Okay. She was in an asylum. Is that what we're doing to Mickey Mouse? Are you saying it wouldn't sell? I'm, I'm not saying it wouldn't sell. I'm saying there's a there's an issue there with with, yeah. with mental health. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. I'm trying to think of something like because it's got to be a, a, like a, as you said a unique pitch, mm. which put which really pushes the medium forward. And we haven't had a role playing game about Disney. I don't think. No, I mean Marvel. there's things like Toon. But that's ancient now. Yes, many moons ago. We've got... What else we got? You've got that, that game where you play all the villains. Oh, villainous. A board game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's the one. So there's some other options there. I just feel like Mickey Mouse is quite clean cut. And I'd like something... Oh, my. Oh, what, you got? what you got? It's not. It's not Mickey Mouse. Mm -hmm. In the chat. In the chat here, Blake Ryan has just said Mickey Mouse plus John Wick. And you know who, okay. you know who that is. It's not Mickey Mouse. That's Winnie the, the Pooh. Okay. All right. Because you've got a whole gang there. Mmm. You've got a whole gang, oh. each with their own specialties. Can I put in another, another crossed with? Oh, please. Hotline Miami. Oh. It's beautiful. So, 
we're going to get all the Hotline Miami fans. We're finally going to release a Hotline Miami board game. <laughs> Slash role-playing game. Slash role-playing game. There's no money in role playing. Look, you can pretend to be the budget yeah. That's the thing. Role. Like you've got to you've you've got to say it's also a role playing game, even if it evidently mm. isn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You take yeah, on the role playing opportunities. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Gritty reboot of Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. I would bother said Pooh as he chambered another round. The hundred block wood. The hundred acre zone. Oh, the hundred acre exclusion zone. Okay, fight your hundred acre exclusion zone. This is this is you, you'd play. Would you play Christopher Robin? Would he be the main character? Well, you, you'd build a party, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Like I think you you take sort of four or five of your elite team, mm-hmm. and and send them after Robin. Oh, after Robin. I'm I'm painting Robin here as the bad guy. Okay, that yeah, like he's he's trapped you here in the hundred acre wood exclusion zone. Yeah. In his dreamland. Ah, there we he's go. the architect. There we go, we're bringing it round. Okay, perfect. You so, get some Sleeping Beauty stuff in there with the briar forest and like 100 Acre Wood's gone to shite. Mm-hmm. Bees, they're an enemy. Bees are always bad. Mm-hmm. There's heffalumps and woozles. Evidently. And, and the fact that we've never seen one, I'm imagining some really sort of like Bistarium Dark Souls shit. Yeah, yeah, like these really terrifying nightmares that you can't see. That, well, okay. The thing about, I mean, if if we can't see them, the models are much cheaper. To <laughs> That's true. They're see through. Um, but That's no, no, like you have them, you have them in a sort of Lovecraftian. They occupy overlapping space with you, and they only extrude into your reality sometimes. Okay, so like they're always sort of bursting out of something, or they're glitching. Yeah, they're coming through right-angled corners and things like that. Brilliant, love it. Yes, heffalumps of Tindalos. Hmm. We've got this hundred acre wood, and the idea is you're fighting your way to the heart of the hundred acre wood to tear out the heart of Christopher Robin mm-hmm. to consume it and assume control of of, of the dream woods. Christopher Robin, bleeding, the world crumbling around him, turns to Winnie the Pooh and says, "Aren't you afraid, Winnie the Pooh?" And Winnie the Pooh says, "I'm never afraid with you," and breaks his neck. <laughs> I'm glad you've read so much Winnie the Pooh. I've read a lot of Winnie no, the Pooh. This is very <laughs> vital to this. Happy. So imagining, um, I put uh, we we played the Dark Souls board game together. Mm-hmm. Didn't enjoy it. No, but I think it could form a useful idea for Hotline Miami style gameplay, in that we've got different rooms you're adding together, different sort of areas of the hundred acre exclusion zone. Yeah, and you're building a you're building a party of different like, like each each person would have their own character. Yes, yeah, I think I think you'd need to keep that kind of for the RPG elements and for the the size of the box, right? Like because of the the Gloomhaven aesthetic, mm-hmm. you need to have progression with a single character so that you can put more cards in the box, basically. Mm, okay. Plus, I, I was always quite drawn in by those adverts you used to get for things which had like level one, level ten, level fifty of like a Harry Potter, a Harry Potter with a gun, and a robot Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah, basically mobile game adverts. Yeah, I'm I'm still taken in by those ones that are like, can you rotate this circle so all the gold goes into a box? Yeah, That's what, like I'm 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 always like like half an inch away from like, oh, <laughs> if you just slide this, lava falls on the man. But if I slide this, it is water. It does look like it was drawn in the Family Guy style. I used to watch Family. No, so you have three different ascensions. Oh man, that's blister packs as well. Mm. So the core one. 
comes with, you've got Winnie the Pooh. Again, if we get the license, great. If we can't get the license, we'll just be really canny about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pinny the Woo. No. <laughs> no. So, no. You've got you've got the bear, the core bear, who's kind of stuffed and bumbling and what have you. And then the standard progression is he gets sort of gets harder and more like Rambo esque. So you get like a bat, like a, a bandana around his head, maybe like a knife, more muscular. He's hiding in some long grass, that sort of thing. You've got you've got Kangaroo and Roo just sort of normal at the beginning, and then the next one they've got bloody fists, and then the third one they're just yeah. kicking a man to death. Yeah, because all kangaroos yeah. are boxers. Absolutely. And this one's got a hammer. So you could also say have like a cyberpunk variant where, 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 where you'd have different upgrades for Pooh, different upgrades for Tigger. Mm-hmm. So Tigger could have like a, an Icarus style, an Icarus jump rig or what have you. But this, this lets us sell different models which have different cards which power them. Yes. Which is where we want that sweet money. We can also have like, those are all add-ons in the Kickstarter. Those are all stretch goals, goals which we've already hit somehow. Yeah, you start with them hit. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of people... A lot of the problems with stretch goals is that sometimes you won't hit them. So I think we should just say they're stretch goals, but they're actually just the core product. Yeah. And also we need one of those enormous graphs that lists exactly what you get in each pledge mm-hmm. level and make it so arcane that mm-hmm. nobody knows what they're getting. Before we go much further down this this rabbit hole, ha- what are your thoughts on cheesecake? Because I'm not a fan of cheesecake normally, but Raging Heroes do quite well on Kickstarter. Yeah, I think what we need is like... 10% worrying levels of cheesecake. The rest, mm. avoid it. Like, make because... it a separate pack. Mm. Oh, because if you make okay. it a separate pack, right? It's opt-in. Then you can have a separate mailing list for those people. Pin-ups. Mm. Yeah, well, you, you can send You tag them as pin-ups. You get away with literally anything. They don't even have to be in action poses or related to the game no. at all or have any weapons. No, as as many miniatures have shown, a pin-up version of a hero can just be a witch version sitting on a pumpkin full of dicks. Nice. Literal so, modding so that exists. Yeah. So the challenge for me, I think, is do, do we want to go for... These starters, bears, like they are stuffed animals. Models of stuffed animals, and then they upgrade to different sort of like bigger, scarier stuffed animals. Two, the actual animal, or three, a humanoid version of the animal, like those difficult uh, My Little Pony drawings. Hmm. What have you got? Do you have a fourth idea? No, I I have a question about Winnie the Pooh. Okay. If Winnie the Pooh gets cut, does he bleed, or does stuffing come out? Stuffing comes out. Okay, he's definitely that's, that's yeah. in canon. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all. That's all canon. I just wanted to check. I how mean, that works. in the original stories. Yeah, yeah, but we got to base it on that, right? Now, if you cut him, uh, rage comes out. <laughs> just pure liquid fury. That's the thing. Like, 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 you can throw Winnie the Pooh off the top of a tree, and he won't take damage because he's a stuffed toy. Right. But I kind of want the stake to be slightly higher. Well, that, I mean, that, that's fine. Like, you just have rules for dismemberment. Because that's the only thing that can stop a stuffed animal, right? Like if you if you stabbed a, a well, stuffed fire, yeah, sorry. But if you if you stab a stuffed animal with a rapier, mm-hmm. it's material, right? That doesn't Whatever. actually do yeah. very much. Hits it with a hammer, doesn't give a shit. No, it just bounces. Spongy. But you yeah. take an arm off. Mm-hmm. You've got a, you've got a stuffing leak. You've got all of this, all of these problems with him trying to use a bigger sword. He's now not got an arm. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
So, so, so you're thinking stuffed animals. I'm thinking at least to begin with stuffed animals. I think that's and then they sure. transform into other things. So, like, so, 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 like you have that core set, and then maybe Winnie the Pooh becomes more and more muscular. Yeah, because if you have the <laughs> grows a nice like 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 some genitals or something. <laughs> the, the last one has a pronounced bulge. Yeah. Well, he's not wearing trousers. That's the thing about Winnie. Oh, the that's Pooh. true. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's, so he's just, just shirt cocking it the entire way. He's Winnie the Pooh, isn't it? Yeah. We need to have the original facsimiles of the characters as close as possible to get in the Winnie the Pooh fans who might not normally get this but need it to complete a collection. Yeah, I think... Because the challenge is that people who like Winnie the Pooh don't like it because it's a gritty uh, Hotline Miami game. They like it because it's nice. Mm -hmm. So we need to tap into other people. We need to tap into people who watched it when they were kids but now haven't seen it. Or who read it when they were kids, but now aren't Yeah. So are we going with the, the Hotline Miami aesthetic, or are we going grubbier? I mean, Miami's fairly grubby, but like, are we are we going Especially with the Vaporwave? Well, I, think, I don't think it suits the forest setting. Now, we, we could have it in an urban setting. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, or like, we could start in that forest setting, and then of course the upgrade packs which you put on will change the flow of the game. So default could be you're in the Hundred Acre Wood, and then you can upgrade it to the Hundred Acre Wood within the exclusion zone. One in space, the one that's a dungeon. You could have Christopher Robin like evacuating to another reality, like he jumps into a different book. Ah, because he's he's sort of the key master, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, master. so yeah, so okay. you give it that kind of um, what's it, Jasper Ford, Thursday Next thing, where you, mm-hmm. where you're going through stories. Maybe you could just hunt down Walt Disney directly. I mean, that's the final boss. Maybe Chris Robin is just Walt Disney. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, they, and you take off Christopher Robin's mask. Yeah. And it's just it's just a frozen anti-Semite. <laughs> it's tied to the to the torso of a young boy. It's tied to a broom. <laughs> I'd have succeeded if it weren't for those pesky meddling Jews. <laughs> what a monster! What a what a what an absolute shit. So. Hotline Miami, I think, is quite a good... Uh, and also, I've been playing a lot of fights in tight spaces mm-hmm. recently. So I imagine that sort of grid-based combat, lots of like, oh, I'm going to move over here and do this in my turn, and that affects you. have got pushes, pulls, sort of um, Warhammer Underworld style as well. Yeah, yeah, kind of tactical, but not too complex. Tactical arcade. Yes. We could also look into hero clicks. <laughs> we, as We could... We won't. Okay, fine. Because that's that's tactical, but also you have to sort of aim a little Nerf gun and fire it off the model, which is rather key. Take the base and click it around. Yeah. It's, it's really complex to be a TO, is what it is. Winnie the Pooh. Yes. Hotline Miami. Mm-hmm. Going, we're fighting through different realities, dreamed up by Christopher Robin based on whatever book he's read recently. Yes. Trying just read, to. He just maybe, finished the road. Maybe this jump will be our last. <laughs> <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, Hotline Miami, and Sliders. Yeah, sure, why not? What I'm interested in now is party composition. In this brutal murder things with hammers game, mm-hmm. what's the like what are all of our what what are all the characters in Winnie the Pooh sort of lining up to do? Well they want to return the the, the realms, like the specifically to begin with the Hundred Acre Wood to reality, to, to, to its normality. I'm... I mean, like, oh, sorry, what class are they? What, what, What's their role in the party? Okay, so... so Winnie the Pooh, tank? Yeah, like, he's, he's a big roly-poly gent. Mm-hmm. So he needs to be fairly robust. I'm, I am kind of seeing him in a John Wick 
angle. Like I'm seeing him, but I'm seeing him with the with like a single handgun. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of fairly close. Winnie the Pooh has Christopher Robin's gun. Yes. Which he took out just in case there was danger. So he's got he's got the air rifle like a cork gun. Yes, but it he, it's not a cork gun. I cannot stress no, enough. It's a, it's a it's a gun, and like and it gets more and more dangerous the more you level up. Mm. But it starts off as a stuffed bear, looking a bit sort of like oh, with with an air rifle, mm. and then it sort of goes until it's like it's like a bear with two machine guns. <laughs> and then he's sawn it off by the end, and he's just flicking the <laughs> shells out and slamming. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I'm going more audacious and you're going more grim. Yeah, like it's, really, it's covered really like in the tape. There. <laughs> he's t- he taped a saw to it for some reason. <laughs> what was once beautiful pine wood now looks like mahogany from the blood soaked into it. There's a plastic bottle sellotaped over the end. <laughs> so you can get one silent shot. <laughs> 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 As I say, Kangaroo okay. absolutely boxes, and they're think, a sing- think, they're a single character. I'd like to I like to have the capacity to, for, for Kanga to throw Roo. Mm. So you've got kind of like a summoner, or like you can set up different attacks between each other. Yes, but we're looking at punches. Uh, we're looking at powerful kicks. Mm-hmm. We're looking at Kanga being able to deploy the Roo model. Maybe you can have it so you sort of take it out of the pouch. That'd be lovely, but it probably wouldn't work. Mm. Um, Kanga deploys the Roo model, and then if you get caught between Kanga and Roo, you take loads of damage. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, so it's all about positioning each one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, flanking. I would like to just call something out from, from the chat here, in that somebody yeah, said sure. uh, Eeyore is the tank, which I think is absolutely yes. true because, and I quote, "They're still hitting me. I don't think they're going to stop." Ooh, that's okay. strong. Winnie the Pooh is your Winnie the Pooh is your fighter everyman character. Kind of, kind of the default. Mm. Like he has a gun, and I don't think other people have guns. But that's like if you're playing it solo, you play as Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, Eeyore's tank. Yes, big tank, slow moving, and also he just complains so much that he pulls out. It's just, and also like he just wears people down with relentless nihilism and passive aggressiveness. Yeah, like, so, like he's a horrible person in in one of the readings. <laughs> of Winnie the Pooh, he's a real dick. His his opponent has sort of collapsed. He just gently puts a foot on on them and just like, was any of this worth it? <laughs> Through, through, through causing angst mm. in others. He drags them down. I I like to think that it's possible to get certain cards which give him, finally, that birthday cake with pink icing and candles and everything. <laughs> he eats it and is filled with joy. Raw, yeah, that, unbridled joy. And his form cannot in, contain it. Um, and then, at, at that point, you have, you have kind of a hovering one and a flying base with the remnants of a cake around it. <laughs> Yeah, just, and just like his face is covered in icing, and his mm-hmm. eyes are wide. It would be fun to paint these models as it well. Would, I think actually, yeah, it'd be nice to have these. So he's the tank. He's mainly absorbing things. People feel bad because they're because they're hitting him. Mm-hmm. And does he have a weapon? I feel like he should have a weapon. I don't think he needs one. Like if if he needs to do he's anything, got donkey kicks. he's got exactly. He's got he's got the the rearwards kick. Mm. Oh, so it's all about positioning with him as well. Right. He can only attack things directly behind him, but he exudes that kind of... He doubles his attack behind him. Yeah, but like he has he has a frontal cone of nihilism. Mm. And the back, like, the closer you are to the centre of that... Yeah, okay, that's fun. Like, what's it? Star Wars... 
Legion, X-Wing, X-wing stuff like that. They have firing arcs. Yes, yes, yes. And Precisely. stuff like that. Okay, Tigger, Rogue. Yeah, I'm seeing Tigger as, as unarmed as well, but mm-hmm. using the old claws and teeth. Mm-hmm. Like like a fucking Tasmanian devil. Oh, do you remember but that? But he amps himself. Like, he just knocks back a couple more pills and has and has rage states. Tigger's is best at murder. <laughs> I'm reminded of the, I think it was the Spring Attack Fighter build you could build in mm, 3.5. Yeah, in and, and out. You, com- you, you combined it with Aijatsu. And so you would, f- from completely motionless, leap 80 feet forward, land in the middle, draw your sword, eviscerate someone, put your sword away, and then leave. Yes. That fatigue, I'm thinking lots of bouncing, like he's like a real glass cannon. Yeah, like he has these, as I say, like these rage states and then extreme fatigues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also really like the idea that he has kind of a pinball effect. So, like Eeyore nullifies push effects on him. Mm-hmm. Tigger amplifies them. Yeah, I also like the idea that like he gets a bonus depending on how many people he's come into contact with this round. Mm-hmm. Like he literally mm-hmm. ricochets off of people. Like he's, you know, you, you know, in the in the in in TV when somebody really wins at checkers and they just tap the around the whole ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. So the idea is that if you want to hit the guy that's sitting next to you, you've been around the whole battlefield twice, and mm-hmm. then hit the guy. And and. To have the capacity to, to sort of like one of the what, what would be I think what the enemies would be like like a half a lump like a tree monster maybe you could have skeletons are always popular <laughs> yeah just uh, normal skeletons just normal skeletons sword and a scimitar um, a big tree monster takes a big swing at you with its oaken arm mm. you bounce off the wall gain plus two damage and spring back mm-hmm. at him so you're still taking the damage. But you can pass a lot of that off as momentum. So the more you keep moving, the more survivable, the more dangerous you are. But if you ever get locked down, you're screwed. That's really interesting, actually. Having like a hit point pool that mm. stores damage. Mm-hmm. So as you lose it, you you get a portion of that into a separate pool mm-hmm. that then you can output. Yeah. And, and, and so like Tigger has a momentum pool, mm. which lets him perform extra actions. But unless that's high... He's really, he's he's really fragile. Yes, absolutely. T- Tigger is Tigger is the Eldar of this. <laughs> My God, I th- oh, uh, we've got Rabbit, who's kind of a dick. I don't know a lot about Rabbit. Um, I vaguely remember him just being a bit boring. He's racist. Oh, is he? He talks Winnie the Pooh around into trying to pressure Kanga out of the wood by stealing her child. I mean, that's that doesn't necessarily mean. Re- no, no, it's, it's because they're from outside. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, because they're foreigners. Rabbit isn't especially like, and even sort of glossing over that. Um, generally, he's just kind of rude. So I think Rabbit could maybe be like the shop owner, or like you buy items from oh, him. But I don't want to have a little NPC model with him. him there. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then finally, uh, oh fuck, Piglet, Piglet, and Owl are the last two. Okay, isn't there? Is there a little owl as well? Mm, maybe in the expanded universe. <laughs> I, I, I go for the original canon myself. No, that, that's fair, canon. Yeah, the true hardcore of Winnie the Pooh. Now, we've already got four characters. Is Piglet attached to Pooh? No, I think we need at least five characters here. Okay. Well, we've got so we've got the owl. Yeah. Owl can fly, and also owl's very clever and can write. Hmm. Like a wizard. Like a wizard. Hmm. So the um, I've got I've actually got a pot with it written on here. You can see my good friend Elizabeth um, gave it to me, but it's a pot here which says, 
hippy pappy besusty susty besusty. <laughs> Good. Which is how Owl writes happy birthday Aww. in Winnie the Pooh. Uh, because it's a nice long one with lots of letters, so he, he like he takes he takes a charming approach to um, or almost orcish approach mm. to writing, and I feel that his his intelligence. I'm I'm thinking that battlefield controller. Yeah, see, I'm I'm kind of putting him as as a kind of druidic caster okay. in my head, but like the mana source is feathers. All right, like it's it's on. the equivalent of a blood mage, right? Using their own own blood to power right. things. Oh, because he, he pulls he out, pulls out the feather write. and then writes with it, and then that consumes the feather, and then that's right. the spell. Okay. That's interesting. So, so, so you'd you'd well, like, would, would would you mark hit points? Yeah, or well, just like for for the campaign, you have fifty six feathers. Off you go. I quite like the idea of Owl as a as like a vampire character. He drinks the feathers of others because that's disgusting. Um, he get yeah I don't know oh, oh a fresh pint of feathers. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm thinking is he has like he he's quite fragile because he has to spend HP to do stuff, but he gets back HP for doing. Things. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and a lot of him is about keeping him out of danger, and being able to like pounce on someone and then spend your feathers and get back more than you spend. Yeah, well, crucially, he's he's the only person that's going to be primarily ranged at the moment, or be swooping. Right. Yeah, but or like if he's, also if he's if he's spellcasting, that's ranged, and also yeah. if he's swooping, that's okay. kind of ranged as well. Like Tigger still yeah. needs to be close. Absolutely. Um, Pooh's gun isn't a long range weapon, and it's not super versatile. I like the idea that it's it's like it's so slow to aim and load that it does a load of damage because it's a gun, mm. but you have to aim at the turn before. Yeah. So you declare your fire like a battleship. You declare your firing here. Either that, or it's got a very slow reload. So you can take a shot whenever, and then you've got a problem of your gunless for a bit. Mm. I think the reason why I was interested in attaching Piglet to Pooh is because he's a very little character who doesn't do a lot. He mainly runs away from things, right? And so having him as a as like maybe he, maybe he, you could upgrade Piglet to help Pooh reload. He can act as a spotter. Uh, he just hang out. Yeah, the base I just the I think there's something too trying to work out what in a grim world. First off, what would make Piglet actually break and go on the offensive? That's chilling in a sort of postal way. Yeah, and what method would that revenge, would that monstrousness take? Traps. Traps. Because he's small, he's like functionally invisible, right? Like he's got a degree of stealth. Oh, yeah. Yes, he's very fluffy so, as well, so we can bundle up small. Yeah, so he's he's going about the battlefield like laying man traps to just clamp around the legs of these things. Digging holes. Digging holes, flinging with spikes. He's got a lot of lure abilities. He he's carrying a lot of wire, like like spools, not wrapped around anything, just spools of wire. Yeah, like high tensile okay. wire. Digging pits, building traps, and the idea is that he has to operate close to the other characters mm-hmm. because that way they like he he, he can trap things and, and and get their protection. But his traps can maybe hurt the other characters as well. So there's kind of a push pull there. He's also small enough that he can occupy the same space and use the other people's movement out of his turn because he like literally so. rides them could we get a little magnet on the model so you sort of stick it on the base yeah so you attach it yes. so that when so, so that you move t- to poo and then it's poo's turn and then poo moves and you go with poo so you get two yeah. movements and if poo like if poo gets damaged maybe you get knocked off or you take damage or something along yeah like lines, if it's if it's a there. if it's a you know a hand grenade say then mm. you take damage but if it's poo gets shot then you just get 
bumped off of the model. Well, it's really powerful to have a pig law. Pig law. Pig law. Which is pig law. Pig law. So, so piglet spawns a pit behind the Eeyore, and then Eeyore kicks the enemies into it. Yes. That sort of thing, or like, or like, or like, lures them in towards it. So you got that's a really powerful combination, but it limits Piglet's mobility because he was quite slow. Or he does stuff like, yeah. So um, Piglet is basically terraforming. Mm, yes. Right? So he, the truest form of battle. Yeah. So he cool. creates pits and stuff, but he can also create blocks um, and hard surfaces. So mm. he's another wall for um, Pooh to hide behind. It's another wall for Tigger to ricochet off. No, it's another so thing okay. for Kanga to slam the enemy's head against over and over and over and over <laughs> car door. until until the little tiny one just goes, Dad, no. And Dad, no. it pulls him away. Dad, don't make it murder. <laughs> uh, I believe Kanga's a woman, but okay. Oh, I, I don't know. Well, sorry. A female kangaroo. That would make sense. Toy. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm actually weirdly excited to have a go on this. It does sound like a, like a good time, doesn't it? It sounds like an interesting game. We have these, we've got these initially cute and then more grim figures which level up. Sequentially broken. Are we thinking that they level up over the course of a session or would it be multiple sessions so, like uh, Gloomhaven? Gloomhaven is obviously an extremely long campaign. And the benefit. Well, that's, that's why we're getting the money. Exactly. Oh. The benefit of that is tying people to it. And while mm. they're maybe 10% into a, into a five-year-long campaign, then you hit them with the add-ons that make that even longer. Mm-hmm. And they think mm-hmm. they need it when they just don't. Yeah, and you can sell them the app, which runs the game. Yes, but it runs the game 90%. You need, you need like just that little bit that you still have to do in your head just to annoy the shit out of everyone. I I had to go on Gloomhaven, and unfortunately I joined a campaign halfway through. Oh, so. no. It might as well have been in French. Mm, yeah. I had zero fucking... It all seemed very clever. I just couldn't it is. do it. It's a image. very good game, but you want to be playing mm. that from the beginning. Yeah, but you need to go through the tutorials. Yeah. I'm I'm in a game now. Definitely played that in a year. Mm. So, long campaigns. Yep. They're tediously up extended. Months of play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple objectives. You've got... Um, Hunt the heffalump, destroy the evil wood, uh, take out the queen of the bees. You, you run it as a as a hex crawl, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you've got you've got kind of like the campaign level of hundred acre wood, mm-hmm. and then you've got the like the zoomed in level of different tiles which you can put together to make something exciting. Yeah, and you can up. It's, you it's, can, it's, it's the arena fighter. You can upgrade your convoy. Like I'm imagining cool. these like, like those you know those like red hand carts that you pull along. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Here. Like. You, there's a load of there's a load of other fluffy animals like um, rabbit with his shop and stuff and his friends and relations. And Rabbit's got infinite um, relations. He's a rabbit. Yeah. Um, so they're all there in like this convoy that you take. So essentially, when you stop, you have a, a ready-made camp with a shop and with everything else. Mm, that's so nice. you can like upgrade that. So you that. Upgrade that. And also, like you can choose to take it in different in like through different routes. Yeah, and it can't go certain ways. Until, Until you've you gone it, ahead yeah. and cleared the route and come back and you have to make decisions about where you leave it. Is it safe because it's unguarded? Mm-hmm. Put water wings on it to get it across rivers. Absolutely. Yeah, it gets raided by heffalops. All right, brilliant. Big campaign, big box. Everything you need in that box, except not quite, but everything you need in that box. And we can sell you more things. Absolutely. That's sort of Kingdom Death-y sort of way. I'm thinking more Kingdom Death than Gloomhaven. Yes, yeah. Not as distressing as Kingdom Death. 
less but close. Tits. Fewer tits. There's going to be one tit somewhere in the box because it's a board game and you've got uh, on Kickstarter you've got to have a tit somewhere. That's what the pinup set's for, my friend. It'll, no, it'll just it'll just be loose in the box. <laughs> it's, it's under the plastic inlay. It's it's in the uh, Risk Legacy style. Never open this envelope. Mm. And it's just it's just just it's just a little a little resin titty. But it's magnetic and weirdly fits on every model. It uses piglet technology. <laughs> Set. It's just two, two independent breasts you can place on any of them on their shoulders. Just wherever they'll fit, yeah. Yeah, wherever. So, what I think we've got a pretty solid concept mm-hmm. here. Um, we could call it 100 Acre Blood. I like that. Which looks like it rhymes, which counts. Yeah. 100 Acre Blood. What have we got which is really going to push this over the edge into 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 massive Kickstarter success? Who could we bring in? What could we... What What's it going to take to make this the most profitable board game, tabletop game ever on Kickstarter? Narration. By Stephen Fry. I want somebody a bit grimier. By 1994, Stephen Fry. There we go. Now we're... <laughs> go back in time. No, you're right. Um, Natalie Dormer. Yes. She's got a nice Get voice. Get Dormer in. Get Dormer in. And have, like, as you go into a hex, you go, like, G7 into the app. And that's the full narration of what's there. And every time, Natalie Dormer, and maybe you get a nice video of her, (laughs) uh, you know, with the undercut, the apple, the hammock, whatever, it's fine. She's there saying, once upon a time. And you're like, oh, oh, isn't she nice? And then, and then it progresses. Yeah, okay. Or Snoop Dogg. I think we'd have trouble understanding Snoop Dogg. I think he'd do it. Natalie Dormer might not. Well, that's true, because Snoop Dogg has his own branded toothpaste, because the man's a genius in business. Snoop Dogg is one of the best capitalists. Mm, he's very clever. I don't, I'm not saying that I admire him, but he's very good at it. Mm. And I do admire him. Yes. Like, he literally will endorse anything anybody asks him to, as long as the money is basically okay. Yeah. Not if it's good, I, if like- it's basically okay. And like a lot of people will, a lot of people will endorse something and say, "Hi, I'm this guy, and I endorse this." Snoop Dogg often gets into it, mm. like like he'll eat the thing. Oh yeah, he'll wear the hat. He appeared in a pornographic film I was once. I, I was in once. I was watching <laughs> once. He he was rubbing oil into a woman's buttocks and used the word marination. <laughs> oh, strong. Like, Mister Dog, well done. Mm. Congratulations. I'm glad I also I didn't have to watch him have sex with anyone one, which was lovely. That's that's important, I feel. I don't want to see that. Got quite a ghoulish form. Right. Natalie Dormer's narrating. Can we get Statham to voice Christopher Robin? I'm viewing him as more of like an Anthony Hopkins mastermind. Figure. Oh, okay. Statham could be Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> get um Welcome the Undertaker fucking wood. Oh fuck what's his name? Mads Mads Mickle Mads Mickelson. Get the new lector to ah, do it. Ah, yes, yes. Christopher Robin grew up, and now he's reading back through his diaries mm-hmm. and rewriting these, or like, like reimagining these things. Yeah, okay. Yeah, an all-star cast. State them as poo. Obviously. Eeyore? Who's sad Eeyore. enough? Who could who could do that crushing weight? I don't know actors and actresses. I don't know. I don't really. I I'm not. Great, I'm not really good I, enough at this to see. I'm thinking a slowed down Brendan Gleeson. 
Oh, that'd be great. Right. What about uh, what about uh, Donald Gleeson? Is is, is kids? That's that's you've got some of that Gleeson energy, but he's young, he's sexy, he's hot. But hot. that's why I don't. That's why I don't want him. I want I want that's I want fair. Big okay. Daddy Gleeson. Robert De Niro, Oscar winner Robert De Niro as he or plays Rue. He will film fucking anything these days. <laughs> we'll get Bobby in. He'll be fine. Uh, and um, uh, Rue and Kanga are both played by Chris Hemsworth. Yes. World's favourite Australian. Yeah, everyone loves him. I don't think he's done anything maybe, bad. Uh, not yet, currently. Uh, maybe Hugh Jackman and Chris Hemsworth. You know what? You know what? Audience cast it yourself. We don't really know any actors. So <laughs> you have to work on it. But we got the important ones done. We've got the important ones done. I think. I think we're going to see like two or three million in the first day. Yeah. Well, the key is that the funding goal for this is three pounds. Absolutely funded in 0.5 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want it less than a second. One backing mm-hmm. is ten thousand percent. Yeah, and we should back it as well, just to make sure. Oh yeah, we'll put a quid in just to yeah. see how the project's yeah. going. Check the updates go through. Hard wink. Gonna, I'm not going to cast any names, but you do see the occasional role-playing game Kickstarter where there are surprising £2,000 contributions late in the game. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> Raised eyebrow. <laughs> anyway, um, that'll be us. The game this week is Hundred Acre Blood, a gritty reboot. A gritty board game reboot of Winnie the Pooh, crossed with Inception. It's got limitless expansion uh potential i'm thinking card based yeah uh like kind of a slay the spire style thing well, maybe like a gloomhaven dice. sort of thing where you've got a grid like, and yes cards. Yeah. yes precisely yes you're you, you've got you've got an overworld map which will take a, maybe a few months to complete each campaign yep and then it we're looking at like two hours for an arena fight either on hexes or squares squares are easier to write but hexes actually work well yeah but you squares are bad down and things like that yeah right one or the other, some some form of regular two D show, double sided map. Okay, it, they're they're all exactly they're exactly the same, but they're just the bits are moved. They're just in different places. Ah, uh, okay. Th- this one's in blue. Yeah, it's it, what it is is to really confuse people about eight months in when they put the board up the wrong way, uh, and find okay, they're in the yeah. wrong place. It'll either work as an interesting narrative device or throw them off so off their game they have to start again. Fine, brilliant. More money for mm-hmm. us. If there's someone we could charge people every time they play, that'd be great. So, oh, so with the subscription to the app. Subscription to the app. Um, you do mm, a, and a Monty Cook living campaign thing. What, where Monty Cook himself writes a bit? Yeah. Okay, sure. But we just, you know, stick it in an AI. Yeah, just sure. neurally, yeah, neurally we'll, generate we'll, some shite. We'll, we'll, we'll buy some stuff on Fiverr. It's fine. Oh, yeah, that's that's brilliant. Yeah, it's fine. We'll, like, we'll do the Mechanical Turk. We'll just get, we'll get, some, get someone, to write it, someone else to write yeah. it for us. Perfect. It's worked with since. The book that we kickstarted. Oh well, no, we we hired. No, I know. Like we 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 looked we looked into writing. Profi- yeah, okay. Because I will say, since is the name of a different role playing yes, game. Sorry, yes. Which I was worried you were slandering them there. Whereas sin is ours. Um, if you've enjoyed this, you can go to patreon.com forward slash rt dice friends and give us some money, which would be nice like of you a per quiz. episode, like a quid per episode. I think that. Or like I think you can give a dollar per episode, which is like the lowest. Anyway, point is. That would allow you to join our Discord, and this weekend in the Discord we have a series of exciting events, such as coming up later today we've got the Table Jam, mm-hmm. where I'm going to be leading a group of um, Maverick game designers in creating role-playing games using as many random tables as possible. We have a Jackbox evening, we have an internet scavenger hunt, 
or you have to find things Always like... Always the best of find times. Them. Chris and I send you on missions like, please find us the least healthy looking horse. Mm. Um, or please find us the most expensive HDMI cable. Or the worst, the worst kind of chair fun. was one of the strongest rounds we've had. The worst chair was good. I'm also especially proud to be on Saturday morning running the Games Workshop Games Workshop, not sponsored by Games Workshop. Mm-hmm. That's a good title. It's a great, better title than an idea, uh, which is going to be a two-hour <laughs> workshop where I am going to be leading the uh, the patrons and the Discord members in, in making games out of Games Workshop materials that are not official. For example, what if tanks learned to kiss? I mean, that's how you do 90% of your games. What if X had lips and loved... Look, man. It's putting food on your fucking table. It is, yeah. And we've got, All what right. else we got? We've got, uh, this Discord has ghosts in it. That's coming up. Yes, we're running that. Uh, we've got uh, Worldwide Wrestling is running as well. I'm not sure if there's any slot stuff in there. I don't there. know. There's Spire Games. There's a whole load of cool gamey guff that you can find in the Happenings channel on our Discord server. Yes. There, there's, I believe we've also got like, like a WikiHow captions quiz, which someone specially made, which I'm quite excited yeah, for. Yeah, I don't understand that, but it does look fun. Mm. Yeah. So... Again, if you're interested, uh, you, you sign up to the Patreon. It'll charge you a pound, and then you can leave after Just the weekend if you'd it, like. Yeah. Or I, I think you can even stop giving money to us because we don't check. No, we, we we don't check or care. No, not not especially. It's not it's not a money spinner. This this is more of a community which we're part of, and you happen to pay us for the benefit. Stop assholes getting in the server. Yeah, Gate. pretty much. Uh, we love you very much. Oh how how listener. we do. It's been wonderful to see you here. I imagine it must be, it must be quite strange to have seen us, especially especially Chris. me. My face does not come up on the internet very often. Yeah, you hide it I very do. often. I'm very good at it. Um, thank you for joining us on this. Thank you for uh, for your suggestions uh, and for listening. Uh, goodbye. I'm going to go and eat some mini cheddars. <laughs>